This is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mewerder. And today we have Bentley Bourne in the house as <laughs> yeah. well. There you go. <laughs> uh, brought to you as always by VolleyballMag.com. Unofficially today uh, by Kona Brew. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a little Gold Cliff IPA here with Sean Rosenthal. A little tropical <laughs> pineapple. Rosie. It's good to be here. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I've... Uh, Heard it. I've uh, heard about it, uh, but I've never been here, and I live down the street, so well, it's good to make it over. It's been uh, it's it's been hard to get you on just because you're on daddy duty all the time. I know. It's like, hey, can you make it? And I'm just like, yeah, like, I'll do it. And then I go and check up the wife, and it's like, oh, you got the kids, or they got dance class, yeah. or <laughs> exactly. dance and soccer, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's only gonna get. More and more of that. Yeah, a fun sure. excuse though. So they're all like super active, like you though. Yeah, yeah, probably a little uh, too active for me <laughs> right now. Um, I have two three-year-olds, uh, twins, boy girl, and then a five-year-old daughter. So it's like they're twenty months apart, and they just run all over me. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. No uh, dog moments. Oh, dad says no to this. Let's all three do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay if we if we're not singled out. Yeah, we yeah. all do it. Then it'll be fine. If it's just one, and we'll get in timeout or something. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you time out all three of them? It's tough because we only got two extra rooms. So we actually turn the locks, <laughs> turn the locks on their doors backwards. So I can no lock way. them from the outside. Ah. So lock them from the inside. So it's <laughs> your so timeout. Take some toys out of there. Timeout. But again, when there's three, there's only two rooms. So what are we going to do? Lock the other one in the bathroom, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> figure that one out. Oh, man. The, all the things that you don't think about uh, until you yeah. have kids. Yeah. <laughs> How do we lock all our kids in separate rooms? <laughs> Sometimes they just need to be apart. Mm-hmm. But when I was leaving, they're uh, out in the driveway. Uh, Casey, my wife, was had them on the skateboard, riding these little big wheel trucks nice. or whatever. So... For the most part, when the rain's gone, which most of the time here in Southern California right. is uh, good, but lately uh, we've had a lot of rain, so when you get cooped up in the house with these guys, it's, it gets <laughs> a lot. You're just like, come on. I know the rain's good for us. I'm like, we need it, but it's like, all right, yeah. I need this rain to stop so we can go. <laughs> we can go to the park. We can yeah. go to the beach. We can go somewhere. Just yeah. We need to get out of the house. The California reservoirs were full enough. Yeah. Need to get everyone outside again. <laughs> yeah. It's time to get outside. It's funny. Like, most beach players are complaining about the rain because they can't practice. And you're just like, I just need to let my kids yeah. <laughs> spend the energy. <laughs> yeah. We all need to get down to the beach and practice. Yeah. The kids, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't, uh, we haven't seen you since what, P1440 Huntington was the last event that you played. Um, yeah. So what's, what you been up to? What's been keeping you busy aside, aside from yeah. the children? <laughs> Uh, for the most part, that's pretty much it. I mean, I was doing some golfing uh, in the off season while I knew, um, you know, I knew I was going to be done internationally. Uh, so my season's not starting until May. Yeah. So I got a little bit of time. In the last few years, you know, volleyball's kind of gone into a pretty close to year round thing now. With tournaments starting in January and not end until November, even December, if you want to play some of the one, two. I don't know, maybe three stars at that time of year. I'm not sure. But, yeah. And, yeah, when I was 25 and fresh, whatever, just I, I would have liked to play year-round. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. yeah. I'm, like, in, entering my 20th season now, I'm just like, Jeez. I'm, uh, I'm good. I need to take some time off, 
you, you can uh, definitely get burnt out in the sport uh, if you try to train four or five, six days a week and it turns into year-round at that point, then it's, uh, it gets tough. So nice break, and golf has been a good mental escape from yeah. volleyball and household. <laughs> <laughs> What's the handicap at these days? Uh, right now, I think it's 7-2 seven, seven maybe, 7-8. Seven, that's not bad. I'm on that controller. I have a tournament on Friday. Oh, nice. Um, with these guys here. It's the, the, the Bro Golf Club. Bro Golf Club. A <laughs> uh, bunch of cool guys from the beach. Uh, a lot of ex uh, volleyball players, maybe not top, top level, but uh, a lot of guys that, uh, some guys that grew up around here in the volleyball world would probably know quite a few of them, but. Uh, from the Brian Ivies, I know you know, and Pat mm-hmm. Ivy, uh, to down to CB and 21st Street and Dan Ortega, and then a bunch of other guys that they all kind of grew up with. Fanoy is in it. Um, nice. So it's uh, it's fun. It's a good group of good group of guys, and uh, it's just fun to be able to compete in golf because you know when you go out and play with your friends, hey, you can be your bed and right. five bucks or whatever, right. but it's kind of loose but this is like put everything out it's like tournament mode you can look on the board where you're at in the leaderboard and right that's puts more pressure on you so it's it's fun uh in that aspect i'm looking at my handicap so <laughs> <laughs> trying to travis is a golfer you yeah golfed uh, in what, what, for, uh, yeah i played right? yeah i played all four years of high school and then oh, awesome. what had a choice between like going to college like playing a small d3 score just doing studying journalism at Maryland so I ended up doing that and just playing like little tournaments in the summer nice. so, so I would have golfed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my little brother did the same you, he did the same route yeah so now, I mean now I'm here yeah good um, choice <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay with it <laughs> but yeah I get out maybe once a year I took a like a five year hiatus and then I came back for my little brother's bachelor party and we went through my older brother's bachelor party in Myrtle Beach and then have you ever played down there I have not. I have been to Adam Roberts' place in South Carolina in yeah. Little Beach, uh, but I've never played golf there. But just driving through it, this is like many putt-putt golfs everywhere <laughs> yeah. and actual real golf courses everywhere. It's like a golfer's heaven. Yeah, pretty there's much. like 160 like, courses. It's like there and Palm Springs for the West Coast yep. are like just golf meccas yeah silver rock is still my favorite course ever yeah. i don't know if you guys have played down there i've the, played the out Cup. i've played out in palm springs a ton of so many courses and silver rock is not one of them oh man i know that's when you gotta get out too i know for sure i've driven by it plenty of times i've actually watched the pros play on it during the it always the, changes names but the career, bob hope it used maybe? to be the bob hope yeah. i think it's a career builder now okay but uh so are you gonna be on the the PGA Senior Tour after you retire from volleyball, or what? Well, as Trevor Crabb put it, I'm going for the LPGA, <laughs> the LPGA. Tour. So. Oh, LPGA! <laughs> yeah, Trevor, Trevor would say that. <laughs> Just a um, uh, That was a pipe dream, actually, before wife and kids was uh, yeah. to um, play volleyball as long as I can. Maybe early mid 40s. Retire and just have five years of me and strict coach. And I have always said, like, me in a game with a ball, like, You'll be you right. give me five years, like, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I've, yeah. I've been down to a uh, close to a four, like a 4.2 or something, with no coaching, just going and playing. And um, right now I'm a 
seven nine. I saw in there. Uh, that would be fun. But I feel like I'm hitting the ball better than that. Yeah, we'd have the whole <laughs> volleyball community cheering for you. That'd be pretty sick. I, would, I don't know if Rosie's Raiders would fit in, in the golf. In the golf. They would have waste management open. Yeah, it's just TV happened TV. here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. They would get kicked out of every one of your events, probably. Well, they're starting to at these uh, volleyball events. <laughs> they had the blow horn, and uh, oh, they yeah. got pretty upset at the blow horn. They weren't feeling that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, they, I, I don't see why they can't like ring stuff like that. There's yeah. no Cause it's yeah, not official course, rules. Like, yeah. like, a blow horn. I feel like that's fair game. It's welcome. Uh, I actually think that uh, referees and guys need to let there be some more um, totally. action. Under the net, which would let guys kind of show their kind of true color, right, colors right. a little bit and kind yeah. of spice it up a little bit. Yeah, we need, we need right? to do something. Yeah, that's what we're there, right? We're entertainers. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're one to entertain by your play, then you do it that way. If you're one to entertain by both your play and your mouth. Right. <clears throat> Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm, would be all for that. Like, I think it's something that would uh, help a little bit um, in our sport to kind of get back to where we should be and where the sport has it's it's gone a little vanilla in that in that sense yeah sure yeah a little bit how is it like you um, know you don't have the Hobbs or the or the Steve O'Brannadich I mean you put those two on the same court together and when they're 25 28 they're oh yeah I mean they're just they're yelling at the refs they're yelling I mean yelling at each other yeah, um, everyone's got to do their own like, put their own spice on it. You know, yeah. you don't try to be a Hob, don't try to be a yeah. Ob it or is. Trevor. Like at least Trevor does his own thing. You know, no, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm one of the least confrontational people maybe in the world, let alone yeah. volleyball. <laughs> uh, but playing with Trevor uh, was funny. I liked it. Like I was, Trevor would kind of. You know, get at some people under their skin a little bit. And, you know, some guys, that helps our team. Right. Some guys back in the day, like when my Raiders would get on Casey Jennings, like he fired up more and played better, where a lot of guys would kind of, I wouldn't say fold, but kind of probably not like it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, you got to know who to do it to and when to do it. For sure. So, but uh, Trevor's gotten better at that. Yeah, uh, he uh, he looked great when uh, I saw you guys play in Vegas uh, with him going over to the right side. I don't yeah, know if it was kind of like a new well, found he thing. Well, back sets with yeah. you and with Mayer, yeah. and he was good at it. So I was like, well, I don't run back sets. So you might <laughs> we'll play right. Yeah. Well, plus, like, when I first came out, I was pretty uh, slow and... You know, <laughs> I haven't played in a long time, so I was like, I'm going to stay left and do what I know how to do. Yeah. You go do the thing that's hard. How, uh, how long were you up? Were you a year and like, a half? It was like 20 months. 20 total, months. Something like that. Ah. It's good to have around. you back. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's, yeah, I, I'm, uh, it's like weird thinking that I'm going to be back on the world tour again, which is just a gnarly grind. As For you sure. Said. For sure. It's, um, uh, straight back, like main draw four star, right? Y'all are straight into are Doha. You going, yeah, I you going to Australia? <laughs> no. No Australia. No Australia. We're so just straight to Doha. Doha. Yeah, just so far for a three-star. If we don't have to, it's... But uh, it is backed up with Doha, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like it's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's probably just as far travel to. Yeah. Australia as it is. Yeah, it's brutal either it's way. true. But uh, a lot of teams are going. Almost everyone's going, except for Phil and Nick and... And Jake and Taylor. And Jake and Taylor. I, are I not. saw that Jake and Taylor might have dropped from Doha, actually. Um, oh, I didn't yeah, see the name actually, on the list. Yeah. I think you're right. I, so they're I, definitely uh, not doing Australia, though. I believe that, too. I think they all agreed that they don't want to do that travel. Yeah. Uh, at the start way. of the year. So they're just going to go to Sydney? But Sydney's just as far. Right? Just as far as yeah. Doha? Pretty yeah. Much. You're going to the Southern Hemisphere. Whatever. Well, I was talking with Billy and Stafford. Billy found a round trip ticket to Sydney for like 600 bucks. So if you can get that, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Ideally, we don't yeah. want our players basing it off of a, <laughs> yeah. whether they go based off of a few hundred bucks because yeah. you'd like to think that you can go make that there. But yeah, plus whatever finish you get in the three star, you're gonna make a few hundred bucks less or a thousand bucks less than playing in a four star. But whatever. Yeah, I don't. I'm, but, uh, I'm good with none. I'm going to. Hey, that'd, that'd be great. So just yeah. talking about all this travel, you're just like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be home, kind of rolling my legs out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to take off for like Manhattan Open, why go play somewhere over there? Perfect. Yeah. So we we did talk with we had right a here. talk with USA. Yeah, right here. We are here. <laughs> right down below us right now. Uh, we had our talk with USA Volleyball, and they said they're making Tokyo a mandatory event. For all the national team, so you are probably the favorite once again going into Hermosa because everyone's. Oh, that's Hermosa week. Hermosa. Ah. <laughs> uh, now he's me you and the Raiders. Thank you, USA Volleyball. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean, mandatory? Well, because it's like uh, for, it's a test event for Tokyo. Yeah, but who's technically like on the national US, team? They they're saying if if we're paying you monthly stipends, you so gotta that's go. The top four teams or more like six teams, right? Paying yeah, I think they do players, right? So yeah. eight, eight players, players, or so nine players. Ten maybe, so if you're in the country uh, quota, you, you got to go either way. Uh, if USA Probably. is well, no, not just the main draw teams. Okay, but that's top minimum three teams. So that'll spice up Hermosa a little bit. Yeah, but that'll also that's a four star. It's a four star, but it's the Olympic event. They're gonna send their trainers. And this is two thousand nineteen. Yeah, you would think they would want to try to run like a nice five star right before the Olympics, well, kind of build up. Well, we could beginning of twenty twenty, right? At the beginning, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because we have till June fifteenth is the mm. is the cutoff. Yeah, build it up this year with a four star and next year the five star. Yeah, need more five star events. And oh, four star events. So bad. When they went to the the star system, I think it was a bad idea. I think it was um, something they should not have done. Uh, and if they want that to work, they need to have at least five to eight five star events, mm-hmm. four to eight four star events, and then you can have as many three, two, and one stars as you want. Right. Uh, to help. But there has to the, be a big enough tour for the top players to be incentivized to go play and make a living, right? Yeah. The only incentive shouldn't be that we want to get points for the Olympics. Like, that's crap. But you guys are, some of the top teams, especially in the world, are forced to go to three stars. Yeah. Where if they don't win the tournament, you're not even really... 
making any money, especially yeah. for U.S. players with how far you got to travel. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of a joke that if you don't get top, top five, you you're not going to make any money. Yeah, you yeah. might break even. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's uh, how it was before. I thought it was great. Like, how they, was it before exactly? Because I've only known slams. it. As a star system. As a star system. So what was... It? I mean, it was just opens and Grand Slams. We and had there like was, eight or nine Grand Slams when I was... Yeah, like that first year. I think there was one year that we had like 10. But for the most part, there was around six to eight. But even the opens, like most good teams went to a lot of the opens because it was still good money. Like yeah. you win one of those, you're splitting 35 grand. Right. Solid. Now, if you win a three-star, it's... You're hoping to get a check for ten. Yeah, if you were think, if yeah. you were not one of the 11, top maybe. teams though, yeah, something like that. Like no, the star system it's makes embarrassing it to hold a check makes out. it kind of like <laughs> easier to, for like you know players to climb up the ladder, so to speak. How would one have done that in the open system? Or is it, was was that sort of what made it? Well, that's kind of originally why they started doing this country quota thing. Yeah, so that Brazil, USA at the time, those two mainly didn't like you know drown out the rest right so they started doing this country quota um and then you know they still have their cev tournaments they still have their asian cups they could have either raised those prize money or points a little bit or they could have um you know they, they they've said they've wanted to grow the game and that's kind of like yeah i think a bit of what the star system is and it can work, but there has to be more four- and five-star events. Yeah. You can't put out there three five-star events and then cancel one the first year. I mean, not right. the first year, but the uh, first one of this year, Olympic qualifying year, when a lot of teams were counting on that. You yeah, know, like for sure. If you didn't play tournaments at the end of last year because you're counting on this one. like uh, I don't know. I, I I think they can make this five, this star system work. They just gotta have more. Because for me, if I'm a promoter, why would I do a five star event when I can run a three star event for way less money yeah. and most likely get a majority exactly. of the teams? Like, yeah. you might be missing out on one or two teams, maybe four or five, but for the most part, you're gonna get a majority. Yeah, but if you're on a three-star in the U.S., I mean, you're definitely getting all the top U.S. teams. For sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's this new system, and hopefully it, uh, it's not so new anymore, I guess. It's yeah. been around for a few years. But yeah, when when did they put playing, the star system in? I yeah. played in two events. <laughs> I was Grand Slams. I was spoiled when I first came out. Yeah. Because what? When what year was that? 14? 13? 14? 14, I think, was my first year on a world tour. So 14, yeah. 15, 16. Three years? Yeah, so 2014. <coughs> yeah. That was a, there was good money in that year on those Grand Slams because they were all 800,000, mm -hmm. 400 per gender, and then there was two that were a million. It was 56 to win it? Yeah. Yeah, and then the two were a million. And I got, I got first and second in those oh, two. Oh, yeah, you and so, were cleaning up. Yeah, so that was like... <laughs> I think it was like 75, and then the second was like 60 or something like that. So yeah. it was like, those are back, because it was right after you won this one. There it is. <laughs> in Berlin. Yeah. And then I went 
the next That's one in Norway. I did. I had you one kid. Yeah. Had one kid we did. The They're on the trip. That's <laughs> yeah. right. They're on that trip. I remember because I talked to you guys. You, you had a bad tournament for you guys. You guys were cleaning up everything. Yeah. And you were both like, yeah, neither of us slept last night. <laughs> <laughs> Just going crazy in both rooms. And I was like, Yes. Kind of like what? <laughs> Perfect. If you're traveling, <laughs> <That's my chance. laughs> if you're traveling and your partner and you both have kids, you should kind of talk it out. It's a team and whole family thing. And maybe put the wives and kids in one room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Players in other rooms. But, uh, we are now going to take a quick second for a word from our sponsors. And before we do, we just wanted to thank you guys as always for listening. You are what keeps the show going on. Um, now, if you want to do us a huge favor and drop us a review on iTunes or Podbean, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, support our sponsors. They're the ones who also keep the show going. So any support in any way, we appreciate. So here's a word from our sponsors on Sandcast. This show has been brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Now, I know that uh, I have done a terrible job with my recovery all season long, which is why I'm a huge fan of Firefly. I always thought recovery, you had to go get a massage, it had to be an hour-long thing, but it doesn't. With Firefly, all you have to do is just strap this thing on to your knee, which is what's been bugging me, and you can strap it on at work, so you can do your recovery while you're getting paid and doing your work. You can strap it on during an airplane, which is exactly what I did on my way to Maryland for New Year's and Christmas. You can bring it on the way back from the plane you can do it in the car ride you can recover on the go doing whatever you want which is exactly why i love firefly it does everything that you would need it to do it moves the blood flow down there and you're naturally recovering you don't need these enormous normatech boots and be grounded you can do it on the move on the go it's a huge help for me um, with how much you have to lift and play beach volleyball i highly recommend firefly recovery so check them out uh, if you are an athlete if you are just uh, a weekend warrior looking to get that soreness out of your muscles firefly is the way to go so hit them up at fireflyrecovery.com give them a try i highly recommend it this podcast is also brought to you by wilson volleyball i know if you've been following beach volleyball players on instagram lately there's a lot of complaints about how difficult it is to play with the dreaded mikasa which is used on the international tours but if you're not playing internationally and if you're not playing p1440 whose season won't be rolling around till late fall anyway we are back to using the wilson people so hallelujah and celebrating that so if you need a, a refill on wilson balls they are the best balls in the market and best thing yet we give you a 20 percent discount here at sandcast if you use the discount code wilson sand by far the best ball the college players use it the avp uses it almost every grassroots tour uses it the cbva rocks it there's a reason that everyone uses wilson it's the best ball in the market highly recommend you pick up a bag of wilson's today especially if you want to use our wilson code wilson sand so go ahead and get yourself a bag of volleyballs today or any other equipment you might need this next segment is brought to you by Pacific Coast Wealth Management. We are all excited for the race to Tokyo, the 2020 Olympic Games, and therefore I wanted to give you guys an update brought to you by our friends at Pacific Coast Wealth Management over who the leaders are both in the world and in the country. Number one in the race to Tokyo is Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky of Russia, followed by two more Russian teams, Ilya Lyshukov and Konstantin Semenov, and Taras 
Miskiv and Valerie Samode. Uh, I butchered those names for sure, but those are your top three international teams in the race for Tokyo. Number one from the U.S. is the split-blocking extraordinaires Triborn and Trevor Crab with 1,160 points. They are currently ranked number nine in the 2019 standings. The second team from the U.S. currently is Miles Evans and Billy Kolinsky with 1,040 points. And ranked number three in the U.S. in the 2019 season is Casey Patterson and Stafford Slick, who are no longer playing together. So expect some changes as the season is coming up. And for now, just enjoy our Pacific Coast Wealth Management update of the race to Tokyo. And now back to the show. But uh, yeah, that was a good run that year because like you guys won that one and then we went four straight finals. We yeah. won three of them. We got second and one and mm-hmm. two of those were the million dollar ones. And that was those are great Long years. Beach. I mean, you yeah. won Long Beach, yeah, yeah. right? Long, Long Beach was the other million dollar one, and The Hague that was, was the other sick. one. Plus, you got the you got the um, Norway. It was like a bonus. The USOC was putting out for American events, yeah. so yeah. you get a bonus on top of that. Those are good times. You were, you were are, cleaning up for, yeah. for a nice little decade <laughs> those are, there. Those are uh, good years. When you and um, Jake and I had a great run. Yeah, you and Jake in t- two thousand eight. No, no, 2012. 12. You guys were number one in the world. Yeah. Won world championships. Was that that no. year? No. World championships is odd number of years, but. Uh, oh, odd number, yeah. Um, but you were the, We won the points the, title. Yeah, points title. Number one in the and world. I won MVP of the world tour. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's but, crazy, dude. Because that, that's voted by the peers, by all the players mm-hmm. out there. So that was a big surprise. Uh, With. With a stack tour as yeah. well. Yeah. Like the Dollhousers were there with yeah, Rogers. And then Alison and Emmanuel was, were playing together. Emmanuel was still there. So there was four Ricardo teams that won. There's four teams that won two events each that year, and that was Phil, us, Alison and Emmanuel, and a Netherlands team of Numidor Schiel. <laughs> Richard Schiel. Wow. Uh, great guy, great people that dutch team was one of my favorites yeah yeah that must have been amazing though winning (coughs) mvp of the tour and your number one points title like that's something like only so many people get to experience as being i mean and for me to do that with best player in the world and for me to do that with jake was uh something special like yeah uh i think phil and i uh we technically we're the number one team the next two years, but we didn't right. win the points title because Latvia went to yeah. every single tournament <laughs> and crap, they got though. the you points. But if you did one. like your best, like however many, like we won the most tournaments and right. we're right there. But but Jake and I's year was, was awesome because that was also a <coughs> excuse me, a Olympic year. Mm-hmm. And it was a Olympic qualifying and we were in a real tight race with Furbringer and, uh, Furbringer and Lucena. Right. And it came down to the last event to qualify. That year? Was in Rome. Yeah. Because they, they had a better year in 2011. Oh, so they had a little head start. And then in 2012, they finished higher than us in like the first two events. And then mm-hmm. it just like, I mean, we're... And if, then it came down to one event, right? It came down to I the last event. The like we had to... Start. So we had to... If they were to win the tournament and we were to get fifth, they would have they would have went. Mm-hmm. If they would have 
um, made it into the semifinals, and we did not improve from our previous best. I don't remember if it was 8 out of 12 or whatever it was. Right. Uh, they would have had to get, like, a, I think a third. They couldn't get a fourth. And then... Uh, so we're both playing pretty well that tournament, and we both make it into the fifth place game. So now they had to win the tournament right. at this point. And we're, uh, we were playing Latvia, which was Somalavs and... I think Plavins? it was Somalavs and Plavins. Who got a... Didn't no, they it wasn't. A no, no, it wasn't. It was Somalavs and um, Yushlan, uh, Ruslan... Oh, God, what's We're his not name? Gonna know him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, another guy, because it was Plavins and Schmidens. Ah, okay, okay. was okay. the other team. Um, we were down 13-11 in the third set. Uh, the other, uh, Furbringer and Lucena started after us. So we don't know what was going on in their game. Right. And uh, I think right after that, I would actually kind of like to watch that game because I, I know we came back and won. But I don't remember exactly the points in that game. But we came back and won that game. And their coach was up in the stands for our game. We were on center court. Mm-hmm. And I saw him walk out. We go over. We're stoked because we know we disqualified. Like, right. So we're all like fired up and stoked for each other. Mike Dodd, our coach, was there. And then uh, we walk out. We're like, oh, what do we want to do? Like, well, let's go watch the end of their game over there so we <laughs> walk over there and we watch it and we you just feel like the energy was like out of it just got sucked and we're out. like uh, <laughs> let's uh let's get out of here <laughs> let's go get some dinner or something we're in Rome yeah. right like, oh, nice. let's go to a nice restaurant and get yeah. out of here oh, yeah. uh and it gets it gets a little funny like you know those times for the fact that like Good friends with Furbringer, good friends with Lucena and yeah. Jake, of course. And, of course, it, you know, you're sitting down at lunch or something, and, oh, they might not join your table. I know, isn't uh, it? it? It gets a little little funny at those times where yeah. it's just like, I we mean, We definitely hey. had that with um, Jake and Casey. Uh, you and Hayden? Me and yeah. Hayden. You know, we're all flying together, traveling together, but it's just like, I just don't want to have dinner with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm sitting next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Yeah. I got a little bit Especially, of yeah. Yeah, especially when it's a tight race. And you can't get away from it. It's not like uh, other sports where everyone kind of travels with their big team. You know, we travel almost as a national team a lot of the time, right? Because we're sharing trainers and all that yeah. stuff. So like, yeah. Don't give them as much treatment or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it is, a, it is a weird time, and it's pretty stressful as well, right? Or at least for me it was. That was my first time going through it. You had already gone yeah. through it um, at that point. But, yeah, it's... I don't think people realize, like, how, like, stressful it is, first of all, but also, like, awkward in that sense where you have to hang yeah. out. It's like you're friends, but not really. <laughs> like, you don't know... <laughs> Like I'm, all right, I'm just gonna be nice to this person. So can, they're yeah. like, dude, I don't want to talk. Let's not, let's not even do this. It's like in three months when these Olympics are over. Like, let's sit down. Yeah. We could like, yeah, chat it up. Came right. <laughs> was but, uh, he was cracking me up, telling me a story about when he was <coughs> making a push for 2016. 
and there were a bunch of Canadian teams playing in an Orseca, and uh, Avery thought that Kame was, like, tipping them off to Avery's, like, blocking signals, and Kame was like, I don't want them to win. He's like, I'm rooting for you to beat the Canadians. <laughs> it's just a funny, like, concept that you're yeah. rooting against your own countrymen because, yes. like, you have to get to the Olympics. Like, and that's another so thing. When you're, exactly. That's <laughs> another thing on the road, too, when you're going. It's like, you hate to root against the Americans, but... Uh, for sure, this year in 2019 and 2020, uh, whether Tri admits it or not, he's not going to be rooting for Jake and Trevor and he's, yeah. or Taylor, yeah. and he's not going to be rooting for Phil and Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can. Uh, but can guarantee that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you want everybody to do their best, and you just work. Also, you can control as yeah. your matches and your yeah. game. So it's just like do the best that you can do. And, uh, you know, when there's an open seat, I went and sat down yeah. with them. It was just mm-hmm. like, I thought it was, I, I thought it was quite energy. fun. Like, the the battles are are fun. Like, yeah. you're coming down, like, you're battling out to have a spot in the Olympics. Like playing against the best teams in the world, and you're playing great. They're playing good. It's, I'd rather you both be playing good right. and one get left out than... Mm-hmm. I think that year when we were number one in the world, Phil was like number three in the world, and Furby and Nick, who didn't get to go to the Olympics, were like number seven in the world. Oh, that's crazy. So I was like, that's, yeah. way, that's way worse. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's worse than how our situation was. And your guys' race was way closer. Yeah, it was. That was crazy. That was fun. 2008 was a little bit different. It wasn't like as close in 08, but wasn't it Furby and Casey Jennings that were giving you guys like a decent run for that one too? They would have gave us a better run. Um, Well, there was two teams that were supposed to give us a better run. I mean, they would have been one, uh, but they didn't play together in 2007. Uh, I think that year they split a little bit. Furby was playing some with Sean Scott, kind of wanted to try this big, big thing. And... uh, um, you had Lambo and Stein, right? Lambo and Stein were our main competition, with, along with Phil. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, it was, Did they go it was for close. It for the whole time? No, Lambo had a Lambo had a knee, oh. a, a, just a supposed to be just an easy scope cleanup, a little yeah. scope, a little cleanup, and and uh, I can't say uh, for certain if like you know we were playing um, also those off seasons we had these AVP hot winter nights yeah. which were awesome by the way yeah. it allowed us to we're be able to go there. out and make some money in the off season and, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was they are a lot of fun but I think so my personal opinion my doctor's opinion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Lambo had the scope and I'm going to take a guess and say, because he came back and played this Vegas uh, hot winter nights, and I'm going to think maybe he came back too soon, pushed on it too hard something, and they had to end up going back in and uh, doing something else, doing a like little a more. Like, yeah, scope. I don't know. I think maybe just another scope or whatever, but it like put them out, and Lambo really never... Kind of fully recovered. recovered and got back from that, and and uh, I mean he was a special player. I mean that guy was yeah. really good. Yeah. 
So I think uh, we're really close after 2007. Yeah. Uh, I think they're ahead of us a little bit. And then he had that. I don't think Casey and Furby really weren't ever all like that all that close. Right. No, they would have had to. They would have had to win like the last five tournaments or something to oh, yeah. even make it close or something like that. Right. But they just had a really late jump. But they were playing well too. Of course, they they always Furby was always right there. Yeah, that's a tough position to be in. I yeah. can't imagine like being in that same position like three Olympics or something, you know? You're just like, uh-huh. you just get that title already? That's, <laughs> that's what sucks so much, too, is that that third team doesn't get to go based on a country quota, not because they didn't qualify. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they should do, like, a limit. Like, I was just thinking about this. Other. Of course I'm going to say this. Like, <laughs> I'm not biased at all. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, they should do it to where, like, Two, two countries can have three teams each or something like that. If it goes more than that, okay, I get it. We need this to be a world's games. So the third country that qualified three teams or something. But if it's like one team every year, like I think the games can afford to let that team go so nobody gets screwed out of a lifelong, I mean like a career well, that be a, moment, you know? So like if you had three teams in the top ten like of the world year, rankings? Only we were... The, the point of the country quota is so it's Olympics. It's the world versus each other, not like yeah. all the Brazilians versus you or whatever, you know? Yeah. But if it's one team every year, like it was last year, we were the only uh, country to qualify three teams. Oh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so in that situation, it's like it doesn't hurt the games. Yeah, it does for sure it wouldn't. hurt the team that it's- doesn't get to go. It's, uh, it's like one or two, but if, if there's like three countries with like four teams qualifying, then... What do you do? Do you play it off? Or you play it off. I mean, you could just say whoever's ranked highest. Yeah. So you could do... With what the Olympics, is a 24-team field, right? So you yeah, could do what? Yes. 16 qualify automatically, and then they go from like uh, regions, right? Continental champions, Continental. and then like Africa has to have a team. Yeah. So someone gets to go from. And Africa. then Rome, the winner of Rome is in right this year. Uh, that's World Tour final. Or World Tour final. So winner okay. of World Champs gets gets an automatic berth. Automatic berth for their country, and the country. Gets oh, to they take up a country spot. Gets it. Okay. So yeah. if we were to win World Champs in twenty fifteen, we wouldn't have gotten the spot. We just guarantee that our country gets one. Oh, it's brutal. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But for the most forward. part, for the most part, I would think your country would. Yeah. If you guys are both healthy and playing well, if you were to yeah. win that world championships, because world champs is the odd number year, and I think it was the same last year, last world champs. Yeah. And, no, not 2017, 2015. 2015, The Hague, 2017. Yeah, so, but, I, but I think yeah. it was the same... Scenario. I think I had on there that if you were to yeah, win that, you win the spot for right. your country. That's how it is this year, too. Yeah. But if you guys were to win that and then continue to play well. We'd have great points. So if we don't qualify. So that, that, that would also be something weird because what if Phil and Nick and Jake and Taylor, for example, right. are number three and yeah. four in the world. Right. 
But you guys won world champs. Yeah. In twenty seventeen. And you're twelve. I think that. Or twenty nineteen. I'm saying those teams would be better qualified and suited to. It depends on the US. It depends on how your finishes. I mean, up to that point, if you guys are twenty in the world, then yeah, hopefully we send. Right. Exactly. Because we want to send our best teams to be able to go, but. So you guys earn that still one like spot. top ten, and, like, and then we proved that we could play that good in that uh, environment, like that big of a match. You send the team that can go win a world championship. Yeah. But I don't think you can make it that uh, subjective, you know. Yeah. I know it's hard. I, I think the systems. Well, that's kind of how it has to be. Any system will be imperfect. Like there's right. no way you can come up with anything that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. For sure. But with, with 08, I mean, obviously you had played on a big stage and succeeded before then. Um, you're what, the 07 AVP Defensive Player of the Year and 06 FIVB Rookie of the Year, maybe? 06 Rookie of the Year, for sure. The resume is too long. To uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I was a lot of defensive player. I was, I was defensive <laughs> player and might have been 08, maybe 07. Okay. But I was also co with Todd Rogers. I don't okay. know if it showed that on there. No, it just uh, <laughs> left him out. Well, Perfect. probably because Todd already had won it however many years ago. <laughs> and when we both got announced up, he gave me the trophy. <laughs> so, thank you, Todd, for that. But, but is there, like, is there any it. difference to the Olympic stage as compared to just any other? Because, like, it's uh, not the yeah. best tournament in terms of talent. For sure. The World Tour Finals. No, that's... Like, uh, yeah. that's actually a good point because it is it's it's actually when you're out there qualifying these next two years here it's gonna be the weakest tournament like that you play for talent wise because you only have two brazilians instead of three to five Mm -hmm. you only have two americans instead of three to five Netherlands is now has however many good teams. Germany right. always has a lot of good teams. You don't so it's have like to slot Kenya in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we played we played a team from South Africa in our first round in London. And then uh, in Beijing we I don't think we had, no, we didn't have any other like gimmies. Gimme rounds for sure, because we were kind of a middle seed. Oh yeah. But um in London we were we were top like uh, I think three. Like I think we were like three seeds. Yeah, we had going into that tournament. That we went, long. we went gold, gold, silver, bronze. So you were into the Olympics. Yeah, so like we were playing really well. Dang. So that was a very that bitter. Round. That was a very bittersweet like tournament for yeah. sure. And then to see the Germans win it, who hadn't won an event in a long time, right? I think their last win was two thousand nine. Before that. <laughs> and that was, I believe, that was world champs in Stavanger. <laughs> I believe. Would you rather have seen... Uh, See you, Bentley. Wait, hang on. He's out. He's a little bored with our conversation. Um, well, I mean, they played They played great. They're always a team that, like, uh, was going to be a really good team, you, really uh, tough to beat. Who would you say the equivalent is, like, to compare them to on the world tour now? <laughs> It's hard because Brink is like a 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", guy, left-sider, which you don't have many smaller defense players on the left side anymore. And his record man was... He's a blocker? Yeah, he was maybe 
like similar to, uh, you know, maybe similar to you even a little bit, as in like a little bit undersized blocker, really good hands, mm -hmm. positioning, uh, did everything really well. He might have been a little bit taller than you, but um, yeah, he's just one of those guys that you make a mistake, they're going to block you. Right, you can right. keep it high on them and. Uh, it's solid. It's, yeah, he's a really good player. Mm. A team right now to put them. Uh, I'd have to kind of like think about that. Ninth kind of team. Yeah. In my head, or I'm thinking in Spain. Tournament. Spain, maybe. Like Craig Gavir are always hanging around, but they, they, don't, they don't win that a many. ton. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. They did a good year last but year. But, like, I would not be that surprised if Spain got hot and won world champs. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Or uh, Olympics, even. With the, uh, with the end of that Olympics, I don't know if you guys remember how it ended. Yeah. Game point. Yeah. Yeah. The ref well, refused to point. check the mark. That was a joke. <laughs> and they showed the replay and it was in, right? It was in. Yeah. It was in. Oh, my God. That's and like, how close was the score? That that would have made it deuce. Oh, my God. I think it was like 2019. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like that has to be checked. Yeah, I just don't know why. Like, why not? Like, what? I think the ref probably froze. <laughs> yeah. was like, please just end this match. There's so much yeah. pressure yeah. on me right now. <laughs> it's not like there were, you know, there was home field advantage or anything. Like, it was a German and a Brazilian team playing. Yeah. Uh, the ref made a mistake. That's crazy. Bentley's traded. Yeah. <laughs> Try a more comfortable laugh. laugh. How was it uh, having Don on as a coach? I know when I talked to Jake, he loved having Don. Yeah. I want to get your perspective uh, on that. For sure. I thought, uh, I thought MD was a great player, a uh, guy that I kind of watched as I was kind of getting into the scene. Um, and then when Jake and I got together, we were just like, ah, what do you think? This is 2006. We're like, what do you think about a coach? We like get one. We're kind of talking it out for a while. We, we kind of went out of, out of the box a little bit because Mike was not coaching at the time. And we're like, it would be someone great to, like, be a mentor, to kind of travel with, to, like, if he says something, you can trust it because he's been there, done that. And uh, and then when Jake gave him a call, he's like, I think Jake was like, hey, Mike, this is uh, Jake Gibb. I don't know if you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, But uh, when Mike, you know, got the call, he there wasn't very much hesitation. He was like, yeah, I would love to. Um, got on, and then Jake and I played seven years. We had Mike for six years. and One year he was uh, AVP. He was like the, what was he? Broadcast. One of the head, no, one of the head, head guys. It was the year that the uh, AVP got bought out by. He was like the president, yeah. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, because uh, Nick Lewin on the tour that year and uh, sunk it pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a little bit right after Leonard had it and all the Crocs and everything, and then um, some stuff was kind of, I think, going downhill with a few deals that didn't get done, did get done, whatever it was. Uh, this guy, Nick Lewin, bought it, and uh, I don't think he was great for the tour. Really? Um, 
but he hired on a few guys. Uh, Jason, Jason, somebody, British hair, big guy. I feel bad not knowing his name right off the top of my head, but you know who he, He's who he is. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Mike Dodd got hired on as, yeah, president maybe, so, yeah. something pretty high up. And then he went to Italy, right, to coach over there. They hired him as a national I think coach. later that year, after, so the tour went bankrupt, and I wow. think that's when he got picked up by the Italy guys that had him for one year, because Mike played a lot of indoor yeah, um, yeah, yeah. during his years in Italy. I think he played mm-hmm. five years professionally in Italy. Speaks good Italian. Right. Maybe not perfect, but really well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, the, the Crocs tour days. That was kind of like the... I mean, you were like... That was when you first came out, right? It was the Crocs tour, and the tour was really... Oh, you came out a long time yeah, before, but when you were like before, rookie but it, of the year and like broke into the scene was like when the tour was like <coughs> doing really well, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's... You know, Crocs was at the time like a a I'm new, but Crocs. like I'm the only one that works <laughs> <in the stage. laughs> they're they're just thriving at the time. They're that new kind of thing and Trendy. doing really well. But like what it was is what what the AVP needs is something like that. They need a title sponsor. You need yeah. like AVP, Hermosa Beach Open, presented by yeah. Nissan, totally. whatever. One of these. A big name. Big name. Fortune 500 companies that, like, They got help. Amazon on board. It's just not a Yeah, which is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been together one year. It, I think it worked really well. I think a lot of people... I, I only heard good feedback about it. Can you imagine so. if Amazon became the title sponsor and invested a little bit of... Yeah. Just, like, like I 0.01% of uh, their resources... Yeah, that is what Amazon does, though. I mean, they because like their their profits are always super low, considering that they're almost like a trillion dollar company at this point because they just take all their profits and reinvest it. So it's not even that crazy to think of because they're just scooping up as many streaming contracts and stuff as Let's possible. Let's go, Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the tour was legit back then, and that's yeah. kind of when I got. I think I started kind of watching it a little bit uh, around those same years, and you you were like. So that's well, when yeah, you got your Superman title. Yeah, the, yeah. the Vegas line. And we Geeter out there as our announcer was. How big is Geeter great. for our sport? Like, because I feel like he created characters for you, all you guys, and then like was able to push these stories and something for people to follow. He uh, he was. He was just very entertaining, very quick and witty, and just good. At, I mean, good at entertaining, good at announcing, good at talking, good at. Everything, all his delivery, and Mark is, <laughs> Mark, Mark does a good job, right? And it's just hard for anybody to follow, you know, someone that was the legend as high as or good as Geeter was. Yeah. And at the time when Geeter got it, there was another guy before him that was uh, doing really well. His name was Jim Arico. Oh yeah, and uh, he was he was a guy that was doing really well. He he was the guy always. It's the AVP on NBC kind of came out right, with that right, thing right. And when they were playing or when we had tournaments on NBC in the early 2000s, late late 90s, mm-hmm. which is right before I was playing. But he was good, and then Geek followed him and took it to another level. And then, uh, you know, Geek kind of turned down. Lakers. He's Lakers <laughs> stuff. He's too big of a fan. I, uh, now I get to yeah. go hang out with... Uh, 
James Worthy. Big game James, Steve Fish, the team, yeah, yeah, all of them. So he's stoked. And I think his dream job, I believe, I remember him saying, was to be a play-by-play for the Lakers. So he's on the right track. And, uh, you know. Seems like they love him there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever done, like, an interview with him where it's like, he doesn't use notes or anything, yeah. and he'll oh, just dude. go, and he never I got him on messes the, up. Yeah, I got him <laughs> on the broadcast where they're like, oh, Geter's going to call this game with you. Obviously, I still didn't know what I was doing. And he just, like, walked in and was just, like, talking about Jake and his childhood and all these facts about just, like, back in 2004 when Jake first came out and he got this block like this. I'm just like, what? Like, I, yeah. I got to do all this, like, research to figure this stuff out. <laughs> You don't even, you're not even working in volleyball anymore, and yeah. you just step on and just, like, kills it. <laughs> He's like a savant in that sense. Uh, Jake coming out in 2003, 4. Whatever. He's Nobody knows out. him. He, he comes out, and <laughs> all of a sudden, like, this guy from Utah is blocking me all over the place. I'm like, who is this guy? Dude? Like, <laughs> Go back to Utah, whatever. And then, I'm still saying that. Yeah. <laughs> dude. I went away from saying that because I got to play with him for seven yeah, years. Exactly. So like, and uh, you know, after playing with him, I think Jake is one of the best uh, players and humans that I've ever like met and got to hang around with. So I can see that Jake's a, Jake's as good as they get mm-hmm. in in all aspects. So that was a fun seven years. Yeah. Who would have thought me it's not leaving? Fun competing against him though, especially yeah. if he's that like nice and like <laughs> gonna, like talk trash to me, but. It's still gonna just be nasty, Jake. Nasty. He game. he would he would talk some trash if the refs were to allow it. He gave it to me a little bit when <laughs> I was when I was young because I I remember I blocked him uh, and it was like it was actually the first time we beat them. It was like twenty thirteen. <coughs> uh, I just I think I just like yelled at him. Oh, actually no, I said his name. I was like, yeah, Jake or whatever. <laughs> and then he was staring me down through the net. He's like, really, rookie? Like something like that. <laughs> But didn't wake the beast, but, and then he came back and beat me in the final. So I did. I did wake the beast. Uh, beat him. Yeah. Beat him early in the tournament. I've been on and the wrong back. side of Jake Gibbs. Uh, Jake Gibbs, Fury, my entire career so far, which it's, is making uh, me a lot better. You know? Yeah. And he's he's a, he's a good competitor. He's nice about it somewhat, but I think that makes it worse. Yeah. And it's hard to have a nice conversation. It's hard for me to sit down and say like. Leaving Jake for Phil might have been the worst volleyball decision of my career. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Even though you were... Even though for two years we were the best team in the world. You and Phil were damn good. I feel like people, it's like underappreciated too how good you and Phil were too. I think a little bit is because we didn't win as many tournaments on the AVP as maybe we expected. Yeah. Uh, But we won a lot on the world tour. How did that go? Oh, we got guests. Uh, how did how did what go? What's up, dude? Welcome to the studio. Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, Trevor just oh, walked in. in the middle of it? Yeah. yeah, we're kind of in the middle of it, Trevor. Can you? Uh, <laughs> no one wants to hear from you. I know Rosie does. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, how's that that kind of run? I mean, that that's, that is a crazy thing to hear. Like, yeah. the worst thing, the worst decision was to to leave Jake. Jake leaving Jake Phil. for Phil, I think was the worst volleyball decision in my career. Uh, that's 
it's crazy. It's hard to say. It's hard to think, but it might be true. Yeah. I think it might be true. So I, I think Jake and I would have continued to play and get better, and that was right after we won the world tour. Mm-hmm. It was that off season. Right. Like we had just won the world tour. We go over. Uh, we won Santa Barbara. And right after we won Santa Barbara was uh, when I called him and let him know. Like, I had already talked to Phil maybe a month prior to that. Right. And uh, we were actually on a plane going somewhere, and Phil and I were on the same flight. And it was just like, what do you want to do? You want to play next year? I was like, uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it hard. It's like if your boss comes up to you and asks you, hey, Travis, do you want to raise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right. No, <laughs> I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Like, yeah. um, you know, let alone from prize money, but also like sponsor money kind of went way up too. So that was yeah, that's true. Got a Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull and Under Armour and a couple others like um, Smart Car. Those years, like, kind of through, mm-hmm. basically through Phil. What uh, would you tell your young self if you could go back? You know, uh, I would probably exactly what's gonna happen in yeah, the future. Yeah, I'd probably uh, I'd probably do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Phil and I just had a few injuries. He had mm-hmm. two. He had a really bad timing. Torn, torn oblique, and then at the end of the year, that was at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year, my back went out. Oh yeah. And then now his was at the end of the year. It was in, it whatever was in it was, the and then the of, uh, yeah, the beginning of 2015, the first tournament of 2015. So we go and play New Orleans. Did you play New Orleans? No, I see were you guys playing that? Because everyone you went straight to Moscow, right? You went straight to Moscow. I played. So was? I know how bad the weather was. Yeah, so we <laughs> played there, uh, and we were. Everything was delayed because weather-wise, we had a. I think we took one whole day off, maybe, for yeah. the tournament. Anyway, it was real late. Everything was running way behind, so we ended up playing Phil or Jake and Casey in the finals, and we were about we were, all four of us were on the same flight to Moscow for the first Olympic qualifying event, Grand Slam, mm-hmm. um, big tournament. So we play in the finals, and we kind of like. As soon as that was over, we rushed out. We had a police escort to the airport, uh, get on the plane, fly, land in Moscow. Not the next day, but the day after we had to start playing. So the next day we had to get out, like practice a little bit, move around, get it going. And then uh, I think it was our second, second match. Phil went up for a block. Ball gets, uh, I think he touched it, and it was, like, just behind him, and he turned and laid out like that and tore his ab. Yeah. So it was, like, one was his oblique, and then one was his ab. And that was then, hard to watch. I, I was there watching that one. You were watching that one? Yeah, that match was hard. And, I was, uh, like, standing there, like, why are you guys still playing? Yeah, I think probably still, keep like, playing. It's just probably, like, keep. You were, block- you were, like, double blocking. It was fun yeah, was watching you because you were doing what you usually <laughs> just flying everywhere and kicking balls and. That was a good kick on that one. <laughs> well, once once you realize like all right, yeah. well, First of all, you guys almost won the match. Yeah, well, like, we won. With Phil just barely trying to move and Rosie just doing everything, 
You won a set, Thank right? Yeah, three. yeah, we went three. You forced it to three, and then, like, at the end, it got away from you guys. It was, like, 14-8 or something. Yeah, so Phil passes the ball, and Rosie, instead of setting, he just punts it. But it went straight up and landed. It was, like, a good set, right? <laughs> I think. <laughs> it didn't land. It was, like, an amazing I don't know, but I was, like, I, I figured if I, like, punt it after the whistle and the game's over, I'm going to get a red card, and I'm probably yeah. going to get fined. But if I punt it during play... And then I should be good. And, and you kept it. In the court. I remember you, you yeah. punted it straight up to where like, and this is off a pass. It's yeah. Easy to do. Yeah. To where it like landed back in the court. So we were, we were playing a German team, uh, Stefan Winschief and um, Alex Wachenhorst. Oh yeah. And uh, so when they, I think Stefan served Phil, and. Uh, as I was going up, I was like, Alex, watch out, watch out. Because <laughs> Alex is up there. I didn't want to, like, toe it <laughs> yeah. straight into his face or something. That would have been... Because yeah. then he probably just would have picked me up. And <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> <a> big boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was a rough one. I mean, injuries are definitely a big yeah. um, I mean, you thing that kind of hurt. Thing. The, the tough thing about it, like, Lambo obviously would have had a really good shot at competing for that spot when you get uh, against For you sure. But, like... Tough thing about injuries and like the Olympics is people only remember who goes. Yeah. You know, they don't know the stories behind it and, and how much goes into it. And everyone that doesn't get to go has to live with that. And you can, I mean, you can live your life trying to tell everybody, but there's no yeah. sense in that, right? You just have to kind of it's, swallow it and, and be like, uh, that's how like gnarly this whole Olympic thing is because in our sport, it is a one off. Like, that's the label you want. To yeah. sponsors to get to just have that for the rest of your life right it's on your resume even for getting a job for anything like they want to hire you because you have that label yeah and that's and, uh, I mean it's pretty crazy yeah it was one of those like things I think that was a reason when Phil got healthy again we played one tournament and we got a ninth but we hadn't practiced or anything. I was on the road traveling around with Stafford for a little bit because uh, I was already out on the road in Russia. Right. Oh, yeah, he, he flew home after sure. that, so I went to like Norway and That's right. Croatia and um, so many others. And I gave my spot up in the world champs because we're the number one seed yeah. for the world champs. And I gave my spot up to Doherty and Mayer. That's right. And, and I was going to play that with whoever could've, I could have played it with Doherty I could have played yeah. it with Stafford I could have played it with whoever but Phil was just able to kind of get back so I went back and and it was just really passing and right. it wasn't like yeah. full practice like it, mm-hmm. I I probably should have stayed so he, he can kind of go through that and then right. as he's really ready then we could get going but we come back we had one tournament and of course Nick and Theo did well again so they jumped. That was in uh, they got Japan. They world champs, too. They did. That's right. Mm-hmm. So world champs. And then when Japan, they got, go, like, fifth go, and ninth. To go just keep it mellow rest. And, and they go and get a fourth. So what happened was our, our gap became, like, so big. You know, it was, yeah. it was daunting to kind of look at, even though if I know if we just, like, play. Yeah. We're going to be right there or, like, Right. Close to, we still have basically a year yeah. to I mean, play all these were, events. And the way uh, you guys were playing on the world tours, yeah, 
and then knowing how Aiden and I did after, like, you just would have had to stay on part of your course to... to but I think in Phil's mind, like, you know, because it was Jake and Casey, and then it was Nick and Theo, and then maybe the third team was maybe we were, you guys at the time. I think we were still... I guess we were right there with Nick and Theo. Yeah. I forget where. But maybe overall points, but I think Olympic points. I think they had a they gap. I think they had a, a little bit of a gap on you at I the don't time. Remember, yeah. uh, but it was still early. It was like four, four, four maybe maybe more. Maybe it was like seven, eight tournaments in yeah. already. Uh, so when he looked at that, he's like, "Well, if I play with Nick, who's Phil's like best friend, right. then it takes this gap off, and now you only have to catch." up to here, and Nick, you know, no arguing whatsoever, he's a great player, and a lot yeah. of people can probably win with Phil right, yeah. when Phil's playing well, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they're good friends, they came on the tour together, it could have been their last chance to maybe make an Olympic run, right. still maybe, I don't know what their plans are. Um, they said now that they're going for it, as of now, I know that was like yeah. a question. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think they'll go to the events they like. For sure. And if they do well in that, then they'll kind of put a little more effort into it. And I think that's another thing that losing Florida. Right. Kind of hurt them. And the 1440s that were going to be domestic tournaments, I think they're playing on those, plus planning on Florida. There was another one in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're kind of planning on those. Now those got kind of taken off, so. Uh, but again, I haven't talked to him. So, and you were just training with a yeah. with him for a week, so you have more insight than I do. I mean, they just say they're going for it. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, you are uh, not making a run. Uh, me no. neither. So <laughs> I'm not making a run either at Tokyo. Um, so, what are your plans if you have any figured out for this season? I mean, I know you're yeah. playing ADP, but I know. Um, That's one I would like to check off the list. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, playing full time AVP, uh, hopefully playing domestic 1440s. Um, hopefully, there's no situation and we could kind of get along and help the yeah. sport of volleyball out instead of bickering at each other and going in lawsuits and all this stuff which is hurting our game and and everybody could just get along and yeah. figure it out and get a title sponsor and yeah. get some money going because our little bit of prize money that's increased this year means a lot to the players and that's probably yeah. like one percent of their like total budget yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like right. But that little one percent like means a lot to the players. Like everybody's like, "Oh, the money's up, the money's up," and it hasn't even been officially announced. So I don't even. I <laughs> hope it is. Yeah. How what I've heard and uh, you know at least. <laughs> yeah. Or more because uh, players should be playing the sport uh, as a profession and not a hobby. Yeah. And it's really what it is, aside from the top couple per gender. Yeah. And it's That's a costly gross. hobby for. Uh, yeah, qualifier really. life the you more money I mean? you want to make uh, in a tournament the further you have to travel <laughs> and pay <laughs> yeah seems like it right oh <laughs> Bentley wants so. to check out the uh, new intruder and have you figured out your partner situation yet Are you still, uh, still no around? I haven't quite yet I mean I've been practicing a bit with Avery Trost mm-hmm. uh, 
Rain has uh, messed up a couple of Troy Field and I's practices uh, that we had scheduled. Um, I don't know the situation 100% with Ricardo oh, possibly yeah. being able to play domestically. Right. That would be fun, uh, I mean, that would be kind of ideal. Two legends. And then, um, yeah, from there I'm just kind of ears and playing and try to, you know, I think for me, uh, you know, Avery would help me push a little bit to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know he's got the the want work and the ethic. work ethic yeah. and uh, so that would be, uh, that would be good for me, uh, knowing that Ricardo's, even when he's here, he lives in Florida, right, uh, yeah. so I don't know how that would work, but uh you got some time. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, can't tell. I think May, early May. That's gotta be a nice feeling. That is, that is, because if you've uh, seen me practice the last few days or anything, (laughs) I need that. (laughs) Uh, I know we've we've kept you for a while. Um, Don't want to keep you too long, so we do have uh, one final question. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up or chat about. No, I wonder what this question yeah. is, though. <laughs> so, so if you had to give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, that piece of advice would be to really focus in on your basics. You need to be able to pass the ball better than you do. You need to be able to move your feet well, set the ball better than you do. And all that will help your hitting, which you want to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? like all these guys like want to hit, 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 and all this stuff because they see tries and everybody. More just, like the use. Yeah, hit it, <laughs> try to hit it really hard all all the time, and and uh, you know they make so many more errors because they are not focused maybe a hundred percent on their passing because they're just thinking about what they're going to do on the hit. And yeah. then they come in and still swing at 100%. When the ball's in your wheelhouse and you feel good, go ahead and swing 100%. But other than that, watch try, take it off, go 70%, more chop, mm-hmm. move the ball around. Um, but I think just at our level, to win games comes down to the basics. Like if we serve better and we pass better than you, we're probably going to win that yeah. match. I mean... There are variables in there for sure uh, that can happen, but the team that passes better and serves better, which kind of come hand in hand if you serve better, it's tougher to At pass. At what but. point in the match do you throw in the uh, the roundhouses and the kick, bicycle kicks, <laughs> and all that stuff? I've been trying to figure that out. You know? I was, I'm always conservative. I did that. Scared to do all that. I did the one roundhouse. I only did it two times in tournaments, like two times that were legit. You did Sean Scott. Right. That's because in that rally, and let alone that rally before that, like the guy was one of the best blockers there. They soft blocked me every time, and Hyden's there to like put it up. Mm-hmm. It was like just yeah. over and over and over. And I think in that rally, I think he soft blocked me twice, and the ball came back over, and I was just like, I got to cover. So, so I think he kind of soft blocked Jake up along the net. So I ran over and got it over here. So like. Now I'm way on the left side. So instead of like backing up, I kind of back that way. So now my approach is almost straight, almost along the net. 
And I just kind of was like trying to figure a way to get the ball past him. <laughs> I just started to turn a little bit more and that did that. That's a fun one. And uh, there's another good one in the finals in a Grand Slam in Shanghai against Phil. Yeah, see, nobody's, nobody's going to bust that out in the finals except for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Phil's another one of those guys. Like, <laughs> a lot of times, is can't get the ball. you got to yeah. figure ways out to get balls past these I guys. I should have done that in Chicago when he just was like, absolutely destroying <laughs> me. Just do something funny. At least you entertain the fans, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, you know, most likely he's not going to block that unless he's in the wrong spot. Yeah, I like it. But. All right, Rosie. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bentley's sending us out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Show's over. <laughs> thanks, Rosie. Appreciate it. All right. Peace.